Do you hold ETH, but don't know what to do with it? Want to earn those juicy liquid staking derivative yields, but don't know where to start? Well, FraxETH is there for you. FraxETH is Frax's native LSD solution, allowing you to earn boosted yields in multiple ways on your ETH. If you want to get started, go to app.frax.finance and turn your ETH into FraxETH today. Hello, everybody, to a special episode of Flywheel. I'm here. Uh, I get to be the host for today, and I got... <laughs> Dave and, and Kit with me as well, too. Uh, we had a very special interview that we were going to share with you this week, uh, but instead we're going to push it into January because we wanted to go back through the entire last year and cover all the major stories that happened for Frax and uh, just go over how significant this year was for Frax and, and also look forward into next year as well, too. Uh, so welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Excited uh, so, to be here. Been, been quite the year for Frax, been quite the year for Flywheel. Um, along with Frax, you know, we should talk about like some of our favorite Flywheel moments, mm -hmm. uh, you know, highs and lows of, of the year because there, there were definitely a lot. So we kicked off the year with a bang back in January when Dave submitted the Flywheel grant application to the Frax DAO. We secured our big round of funding. Mm -hmm. which has carried mm -hmm. us through the year and allowed us to be an independent media company that's covered Frax. Um, I, I thought that was a big win for us at the time. Yeah, it definitely was a big win. Um, you know, keep getting support from the community and the DAO and the leadership. Uh, I remember at times like there, you have like people in the chat be like, why, why this? It's blah, blah, blah. And like, even Sam would come in and stick up for us. Uh, what, <laughs> I would, I'd like literally be sleeping. I wake up, I'm like, oh shit. Like, you know, that that's good. So like, you know, having that type of buy-in and support. And I think like they know how valuable it is and how valuable we are. Um, and I think this year we really stepped it up on a number of fronts, whether it was like more content, uh, better, you know, more updates, uh, actual events, uh, that were renowned, uh, more both events online and in real life online. We had the hackathon, we had the Frax educational incentives, a lot of experimentation there, a lot of great projects submitted there. Um, you know, we hosted all these different events, whether in all these different happy hours over the world. Like my personal favorite one that we hosted was in Hong Kong, like seeing, seeing all those builders out there and like seeing the the frax faithful out east is really cool because they like understand it from like a different it's like out west like they you have like the builders that like respect the grind but out east like damn they like they're really running like this uh you know on-chain bank in some way <laughs> like they like really respect it in a, in a different manner so um you know overall like i think like flywheel we all stepped up this year and i'm excited to see what next year brings yeah we have a couple more days and hopefully our new grant proposal goes out which everybody that listens to the podcast, you'll be able to see what we have yes. planned for next year. It's going to be, be a, a big, big, big year. This is going to be a big proposal <laughs> to say the least. It's going to be unlike any proposal in the past. I wouldn't even call it a grant. I would call it something else, but I won't say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what a tease. <laughs> so notably, we went from just the three of us uh, starting in 2021, and now we have a big team. There's a lot of people six. who, yeah. There's six, six people. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, been pretty incredible you know. that time period. Um have brought on some amazing talent that is working in support of us. And uh, you know, we couldn't do it without them because they're, you know, you guys don't see them much, but uh they are like it's not 10x developers, they're just like 
10x at what they do. Um, yeah. So adding people, I feel like everybody has, you know, fit their place quite nicely. Um, and I feel like you definitely see it in our content, you know, whether it's our shorts or whether it's our threads, um, you know, whether it's our events as well. Like we really stepped it up this year, whether it's our website too. Um, you know, shout out to everyone at Flyboat behind the scenes. Uh, Pipo, Phil, Carissa, uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, the, the core Flywheel team is growing strong. It's going strong. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> we'll just, if anybody wants to uh, help with Flywheel or write or do anything and you're listening to this podcast and you want to do something with, about Frax, just get in touch. We're always happy to. Oh, they'll have an opportunity people. to. Trust oh, me. Oh, yeah. They'll, 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 uh, just wait till the, uh, the proposal soon comes out. Yeah. Soon, like, TM. This year, this year we've had uh, articles from Cryptovester, who's come on as a, a biweekly writer. Uh, additionally, we've had some writings from, I believe Ouroboros wrote uh, something for us. Uh, uh, yeah. Or, yeah. We helped him with something. We yes. helped him with, yeah. Yeah. And overall, we've had a bunch of other contributors who have, have helped with, with Flywheel along the way. And, um, you know, we're always open to speaking with new people. If you, if you really love Frax and want to get some stuff off your chest, then this is the place to be. It, it's, it's the right community for you. So um, just reach out. We're here and uh, you can come to our Telegram channel to, to find more about that. Um, okay. So going back to January, right? We got more information about the VE FPIS docs at that time. It's crazy that we didn't have like FPI or like FPIS at the beginning of January. <laughs> it feels so long ago. Uh, also, Dave, you kind of brought up the idea of a uh, eigenlayer integration with Stakefrax ETH um, <laughs> at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I, I see into the future. Yeah. I had a mustache uh, for that whole, for the first half of the year. Oh, were you right. beard? Were you full beard? No, I had the, I got the, I think I was, no, it was mustache for like from, from January to June. Yeah. I was 10 years older. <laughs> Which did, did you, what did you like better, the, the handlebar mustache or the full beard? Oh, different errors. I think <laughs> they both or, really like, spoke for themselves. They both had like an ego, <laughs> but in like different ways. The mustache was really commanding. The mustache was just like, hey, I'm here. Like, you know, the <laughs> beard was, sh yeah, the beard was more of like a hippie vibe. Like yeah. the mustache was more of like a 20s, like, stockbroker like stock market <laughs> ro roaring 20s vibe or like cowboy or western like wild west vibe like i'm walking to the saloon like look at this like um i don't know which one i probably like the mustache better to be honest i think like the mustache like looking back like when i look back at the beard i'm like damn that thing's out of control but when i look back at the mustache i'm like damn that thing was like real thick it was pretty good i i don't think many people can pull off the the handlebar mustache but you definitely did yeah yeah. I mean, it had a life of its own, but I, you know, <laughs> it had its time and then I just felt like shaving it off and, you know, got, you know, it got younger 10 years, like my Brian Johnson era. <laughs> uh, well, February was the actual VE FPIS launch. Uh, that was pretty cool. I remember that. Mm. Um, the FP or FPIS went up by like hundred percent during that time period. It was sitting at like the low ones and it went up to two for a bit. Uh, it was a big launch for Frax, uh, with 5 million FPIS locked in the first week. The yields were in the triple digits for quite a while. 
And uh, it was a great narrative for Frax at the time because inflation was just starting to kick off and people were really worrying about like the CPI and everything. Um, we also had a vote, pretty significant vote that uh, carries through today that was Frax style vote to set the CR to 100%. I think this was mm -hmm. prophetic, really. Um, you know, post Luna, post UST, um, we just decided that, you know, hundred percent had to get, had to be there, right. That playing around with people's money by being under the, the collateralization ratio was just kind of dangerous, not working, if especially if you're going to scale into the billions, right? Yeah. Like that was a landmark proposal because, you know, before it was like baked into the DNA of Frax was, uh, oh, like with this hybrid stable coin, you can be under collateralized. And that was a real turning mm -hmm. point saying like, actually, the right, the right weight model is to be 100% collateralized, but the fractionalization comes from the backing. It's like, oh, we have some in this AMO, some in that AMO, but it's not actually like under collateralized with an endogenous asset like FXS. Yeah. And Kit, you've talked about this before, about how when, when we were pushing lower on the collateralization ratio, it actually gives FRAX a lot more power. Like every, every percentage point that the CR goes lower, FRAX has a ton more firepower that it can use in, in DeFi. Right, right. Um, so it, it just doesn't it would... need to. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we also had uh, uh, some nice Ave stuff that will come back. Actually, this was this was an interesting story, right? Like Ave first proposed to add Stakefrax ETH to uh, their protocol back in February, and it just got forgotten. Like I guess we didn't have an, a Chainlink Oracle at the time, and. Uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. Dave, I know you talked about like we, we just did a um, another show earlier and you talked about how getting a uh, a lending market set up is, is, is like just as hard Sucks. as a centralized exchange. But it's almost yeah, harder. It's harder. <laughs> it's because harder. like with the centralized exchange, you're just talking to the centralized exchange One and they have everything. They but <laughs> but yeah. on lending, you're talking to the Oracle, you're talking to the platform, you're talking to like whatever, like it's all and these governance. different and you're talking to governance, yes. like you're talking, yeah. it fucking sucks. I can't, like, I hear it from teams all the time. And they're just like, God, yeah. So it's just a shitty process. And like, as Sam said in the space uh, last week, he was saying like, you know, the more automated DeFi is, the more true it is to its ethos and the better it is. Um, and, you know, automation, you're just like letting things run and like taking people out of it. Um, and so like when everybody can get oracles out of the picture, in a safe manner, the better it is. Like I'm all for Oracle's futures. Like I'm really excited about Oracle's pro protocols, whether it's like BAM or Panoptic or, you know, whatever else is out there. All right, guys, time to get to the the gritty part of the episode. Actually, you know what? This one, this one has some like, March was like a bad month, but it also had some great stuff as well too. Should we start with the, the good or the bad or maybe the ugly? Let's <laughs> do the ugly so the ugly was the usdc dpeg black swan event good one good one svb goes down uh we're all kind of in the lurch frax goes to 92 cents i i honestly thought that we were done that this was the end uh oh no i i was buying i was oh, buying <laughs> not financial not financial advice i was like there's no way no way this is this is oh, it oh my god yeah. I, I was like, I, FTX, Luna, now this. Like, how much worse yeah. can it get? <laughs> so, so let me. This, this was quite funny because I was literally. Um, so every March, my 
father-in-law like has to get the uh, winemaking process started. So we were like uh, washing grapes or doing something of that nature. And then I started seeing this happen and I was just like, wait, wait. So I had to like, I was literally in farmer gear, like straight up farmer gear <laughs> on my laptop with my ledger, <laughs> click clacking. And it was just such an, an, an intense moment. Um, I remember it vividly and then it was, it was quite nice. But it also made me realize that the chain is completely unusable during moments like that. Like, oh, yeah. I was not able to get transactions through. I was putting like 500 guay on things and it was just it doesn't work. And I was just like, damn. That was a, uh, you know, that's why this, this scalability, this modularity, like all of this is like so critical now that we're, we're doing real shit. Like that was a couple billion dollars like being moved around and, and yeah, we, we definitely mm -hmm. needed a better tech. So during that time period from January, January, the fractures price was kind of bouncing around 12, 10 to $12 for a while. Uh, but come March started to sell off quite heavily. We went from uh, 12 bucks all the way down during the USD collapse or USDC collapse all the way down to 650. And I, I thought that was pretty crazy. Like when we went to 650, um, it wasn't, there was some stuff and later on. That had, yeah, we went down to, <laughs> we went down to uh, I see bottom tick on, on Binance down at like 458 in, yeah. in June, um, which like when that, we'll get to June in a bit, but when, when, FXS bottomed. I was like having a heart attack. I was like, Oh my God. Like, uh, cause I mean, we all have big fractures bags and, uh, I was like, are we going to two? Like, is this, when's this going to stop? Like, <laughs> I mean, they, they defend four. They defended four. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in June. Once the, the buybacks come Four. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the D peg happened over the weekend. Remember it, it was like Friday when they, um, when they shut down the bank and then we had the mm -hmm, whole weekend mm -hmm. to just like marinate on like, what the hell is going on? Uh, nobody knew what was happening. Like the, I, the, I really was shocked that USDC depegged in any way or form. Um, but the whole, the whole like uh, vibe at the time was so weird. It was just, it was just bad vibes. It's it like, how could this get any worse? Yeah. <laughs> uh, notably, uh, Okay, so actually, there's just there's 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 ugly and then good and then great. So let's go on to the good. Um, we also had during the uh, USDC DPEG, we had the highest one day fee income for stake fraxes uh, with oh ETH. yeah, some yeah. crazy MEV type beat. Mm -hmm. um, and then the big thing for March. Outside of the USD, USDC DPEG was that Frax, Frax V3 was announced and Sam gave his stablecoin maximalism talk. Also, you gave your talk at ETH Denver about regulations. Oh, yeah. Month. That was a busy month. Yeah, that was a good conference. I mean, that's, I mean, that speech set the stage for the rest of the year of like the, the, the drum that Frax was beating. And I feel like for 2024, we have like the same thing with Frax Chain. Yeah. Hopefully, Sam's giving a, a seminal ETH Denver talk as well. Too. Oh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> but it's so cool how like Sam defined out stablecoin maximalism and it just came true. Like everything, everything that he said manifested itself within the year, nine months. Nine months. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Uh, additionally, uh, in March, we got the arbitrary airdrop 
We got 500k ARB. Um, we also deployed the WETH R incentives, so like the the, the sister reward mechanism to Frax Base Pool, uh, where people could pair against Frax ETH. Um, Coinbase called for flat coins, which we're still talking about today. I know Sam's still big on FPI. Um, yeah, you literally called FPI like the tether of flat coins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, re- reserve launched uh, with the EUSD Frax Base Pool. Um, Flux, we, we got onboarded, we onboarded Flux Finance into the approved AMO list, and Fraxlin was deployed to Arbitrum. I know you've been waiting for that for a while, the Fraxlin Arbitrum. I, I hope it comes. I, I really do that this is the month for like, stay, at least stay Fraxith, right? On Arbitrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm, I'm going to be too poor to, to, to do any Ethereum transactions soon, guys. Uh, I claimed some VEFPI or claimed FPIS today from the contract. It cost me $50 to claim. It's like, why would yeah. anybody trade on ETH? It's so expensive. So like if you're a new user, it's like, where do you go? And they're like, to, they're, they're happy to pay though. Oh, you know what I was thinking about? Like people complain about like, oh, like, well, Ethereum is in this like weird place because you have Solana, which is like super nice UX. Uh, and then you have Bitcoin, which is worse UX and higher fees, but people are still over there because it's Bitcoin playing mm-hmm. with ordinals and like whatever else is under the sun. Mm-hmm. So, and then you have like ETH in this like weird middle place where it's not exactly Bitcoin and it's not exactly Solana. It's just like middle child at the moment. Yeah. So I, I hope we get some more uh, Arbitrum stuff. I like Arbitrum a lot. I've, the more I've used it, I think they have a great community. Um, and it's nice that Frax has gotten so ingrained there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, all right. So April, we had the Chappella upgrade. Chappella. Also, man, what a, what a crazy two-month period. <laughs> wow. Uh, so over 1.5 million ETH was in the queue to come out uh, during the, like the great reshuffling, I think is what they called it. Uh, we got a bunch of new inflows for Frax ETH. And uh, it was a a nice i remember it it was not it was it felt good to to get the the switch uh also in april we had the the usdp uh base pool also also known as frax pp that was added oh yeah and then we also went to tokyo or i went to tokyo yeah (laughs) we had the the tokyo happy hour um that was fun and see i met some stablecoin people in tokyo and tokyo is an interesting crypto scene uh, in, from like the people I talk to, I mean, cause it's just, Japan is just like a whole different world. It's like its own universe. And so like crypto there is its own universe as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what was the, what was the, um, event that you and Kit got together at? Oh, that was in Singapore in September. No, the, 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 yeah, that was, that was September. way later. So, so this was later. later. <laughs> I, I, I like this. I like this memory down, uh, a memory lane right here. Uh, that was a good. That was a good event too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave, you're I, you're the globe trotter, right? So maybe like in Kit, you've been. I I've been stuck at home. I I just went to East Denver last year for the conference scene. But Dave, you've been to like pretty much every single conference. I'm fucking exhausted, but I have to do it. In the last like year or two years, like what what yeah. has been the favorite of 2023? My favorite conference of 2023. Um. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, that's tough. 
I think it's it's tough to say. I I mean, the guns so big now. Um, I I'm starting to really like the smaller side events. Like I really like what Stable Summit's doing. I really enjoyed Stable Summit in Paris, um, and also in Singapore. I think those guys are doing a really good job throwing events and repping stable coins. It's really much needed. Uh, and they'll be throwing something in Denver, and they have Centrifuge and PayPal as sponsors. So that's <laughs> that's inter- interesting to see. Uh, so Stable Summit. Um, what else? I think. I mean, honestly, I think like we threw the best events. I think like. The Denver happy hour was my favorite happy hour of oh, the year. Yeah. I think that was like just, it was just a really good event. Like the line out the door, uh, the people, it's at the end of the day, it's the people, it's what makes a good event is like the setting, or like where you have it. And then the people that come and make of it. And so like there, like you had all these different builders and VCs and investors and everybody was like with it. They were in it. There, it wasn't like. There weren't like chillers trying to grift you. There weren't like newbies being like, oh, like, what about Cardano? And like, no, it was like a very, no, it was like very, it was super legit. And then the funniest thing was the place was smoke friendly with, with weed. And I found that out. And I had a friend <laughs> who was doing like these like props of like, oh, like, we'll make your project uh, J's. And I'm just like, dude, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> and so he was just giving out J's and like the whole place. Not the whole place, but like you, you walk into this like one section, it's like completely hot boxed. And I'm just like, is this okay? I'm like, oh, people, people are like, is like, this like okay? It. I'm like, I guess, I guess it's fine. It's my event. I can do what I want. It's smoke friendly. So, um, but yeah, I think that was a really good event. Um, and I'm excited for the events that we're going to throw next year. Yeah, I had a great time there. I also had a great time in the Milady Rave as well, too, which was. Oh, the Milady Lounge. I call that the Milady Lounge um, because it was chill. <laughs> It, it was wasn't like chill. a rave. It was just like this giant room with like shitty speakers and like people. It was chill. Like I sometimes like I'm so I usually don't like crypto parties because I just hate mixing work and like going out like that. It's like my mind, my mind can't like get in like party mode when I'm with like a bunch of work people. I feel like I'm at a small college or something. And so <laughs> I like I like like chill. So I was like fine with the Milady Lounge. I like the happy hour. Uh, the that we had um, the conference itself was cool. I mean, it was just so big. Like it's just so much mm-hmm. going on there. Like up East Denver is like the premier like builder conference of North America in the ETH community. Um and so you just get everyone there. Well, we were all there and the whole yeah. Frax team was there too. Yeah, they they were all there. And Drake made it to the happy hour. It's funny because like they they oh, they didn't even make it to that. Only Drake made it to the happy hour at the end. Uh but we got to meet I, I got the we both all got to meet like the new hires that they had at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was cool. It was nice to see everybody in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was nice. We'll be at East Denver this year as well too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Oh, where were we? What month? April, May, April. Uh, so last for April, we had, we kicked off the, the Frax educational incentives as well as the, the door hacks Frax build hackathon. Oh yeah, we did all that. Yeah, those were cool. Um, we got some really cool uh, Dune analytics graphs and Dune analytics, uh, you know, charts out, out of that. Uh, we have some like some new uh, warriors on that front, which is cool. It's like Paul and a few other people. Um, we found a few threaders. Uh, found a few good writers as well from that. Uh, from that and the Dora hacks thing, like that was. That was the first hackathon like I ran, <laughs> that we ran. 
and like the, the first Frax hackathon. So it was like cool, like people coming up to like build on Frax like that. Yeah, I think you guys did a great job. There's some great projects that came out of that. Uh, Samier's uh, Fraximal Vault was one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Revest Finance had theirs as well too. So I think it was a win. Hopefully we do another hackathon this this next year as well too. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, let's go to May. Uh, CRV USD launches in May. Is, is this probably the biggest significant three months that we had? Like uh, March, April, May. So yeah, like CRV coming back from yeah. picking up coming from the gutter. Oh yeah, then there was Zuzulu in May. That was that was interesting. Oh yeah, that's right. You went out to Zuzulu for like. The, two I call weeks, it the Talik Bilderberg. <laughs> Um, what was interesting about Zuzulu is like, I don't think it could ever be repeated again because there's like a time of the market where it was like the bottom of the bear. There really wasn't much going on. Uh, all the tourists have left. And so you're able to like filter out like the right people to come to like the, mm -hmm. this location where Vitalik was. And, and he had all his special interests like, hey, longevity people, AI people, ZK people, like all oh, come through here. Like I'm doing network state people uh, come through like for two months and every like week we'll have a, a new thing. And so that was a really cool, unique experience. Um, just be, there's so many smart people there. And not a lot of, there was nothing about stablecoins or DeFi, which is like really, and it was just us and, and the Cheetah guys, honestly, that were repping DeFi. Um, but it was good. Like people were so like curious about it, especially stablecoins. So I was able to do like a few like workshops and stuff and people were like into it. People were like want to learn more about stablecoins and fracks. And so we definitely had a presence known. So uh, additionally, we also had the Hourglass relaunch. PitchFX rebranded into Hourglass, and they launched the time-bound tokens. Uh, they've recently uh, are going to convert them, their PitchFX into time-bound tokens. So um, pretty significant for them at that point. Okay, That's let's go to June. Nice arb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to June. This is the Frax FXS bottom month. Uh, that was just down only then that was that was that was a tough month because um, it went down to 458 and in the in the middle of this we had uh, michael's crv position that was under threat oh yeah Which, like and, and frax land shown through a, a cut above all the yeah. other lending protocols wait wait no that's that happened in august or like there was this is a different time no it happened in june the curve, curve Viper happened in August. No, no, not not the Viper attack, but like, remember Michael's uh, lending position started coming under threat. He got down to sixty cents. And, was this on Fraxland? Uh, yeah, so he had his Fraxland position. As oh well yeah, as that's why the interest rate was so high. The Ave position as well too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this wait, guy wait, had actually, wait, wait, isn't Dave right? It was August, right? No, no, this, this is the second time. That's this the, is two times. It happened twice. Oh, no, August, August was the Viper exploit. This was, this was the, everybody worried about Michael getting liquidated. Wouldn't the Viper exploit led to Michael's position being threatened? Mm -hmm. No. Remember Michael, Michael had a very nice low volatility period where he was able to, to sell 120 million CRV to, to essentially backstop his position. And then after that, that's when the volatility came. That's when the Viper thing came and he was selling at 40 cents. And then CRV went from 60 cents all the way down to 40 cents and it's recovered since then. But, um, you know, if he had been a month later, month and a half later, then he potentially could have been liquidated. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, one man having all these lending protocols. So lending protocols. Mm-mm-mm. But we actually got a lot of press from that because Fraxlin shone through. I, well, that, well, that's in August. No, no, no. This was this was for them. Everybody was talking about Fraxlin about how like we if if Michael was going to get liquidated, like we would be the ones that would liquidate the fastest and without any bad debt. Um, remember like abracadabra had to like jack up their interest rates to yeah. an incredible amount to discourage him from borrowing anymore and Ave like just shut the market down <laughs> yeah i remember that yeah Ave just shut it and get down permissionless protocols for the win uh and then michael goes out afterwards drafts the silo finance team to essentially create like a private lending market for michael <laughs> <laughs> and now they have a, I, I think at least over a hundred million dollars there, maybe even more, maybe two hundred million dollars there in Silo. So shout out Silo guys, we like you. You're doing a great job. Um, okay. Uh, additionally, do you guys remember how the Fraxleth V2 announcement came? Yeah, that was on the uh, Dora Hacks presentation. Like no, no pre-announcement. No, like, oh, hey, we're going to talk about Frax today. The title was called Frax Build LSD5 Technical Workshop. And Sam yeah. spent the entire 30 minutes or 45 minutes oh, that yeah. he was there telling everything about Frax <laughs> That was yeah. funny. And then I was like, hey, Sam, want to come on for an interview? And the interview is like, actually, let's talk about Frax Shane. And this is in June. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we got you, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Uh, and then after after he did the technical workshop, we did our write up. He actually went over to the Rocket Pool Discord, which was oh, kind of a shit show. Uh, and he was just answering everybody's questions inside of Discord. I think he spent over an hour there, just just taking taking all the heat and dishing it right back. Mm -hmm. Good for him going to like the the line of fire like that. The lion's yeah. den. Um, okay, so. Uh, we talked about the frax price going down to 450. Um, the there was a lot of like worry within the community about like what would happen, uh, so we resumed buybacks at that point. Uh, Ouroboros actually came out, wrote the updated buyback structure about how we would have two tranches. One would be like under four, and the other one would be under five, uh, and the the buybacks would only take place under those levels. And what this did is it helped shift the narrative about like what the FXS price should be. Uh, mm -hmm. It brought us out from 450. We went back into the sixes, kind of stayed there for another six months. And then we've kind of pushed up into the nines today. So uh, really great narrative shifting at that point to to turn around the the bearishness on, on the frac shares price at the time. Mm -hmm. yeah, hold the line, hold the line. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you were totally right about Frax Chain. That's when we first got leaked Frax Chain as well, too, was in uh, June, uh, as well as the update for Frax Bonds as well. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and we finally got our Chainlink integration for Stake Frax ETH that month. What a big month. Wow. I feel like every month is a big month, but now just looking back. There's so much that, the does this happen in other industries? Like just all this shit happening? I don't like know. so many highs and lows. I don't feel it. I feel like I can't be in any other industry because <laughs> I would just be bored. <laughs> I need to like be at the face, the brink of death Junkie. and it's so over. Yeah. You, you would have to like get a hobby. <laughs> hobby. Like 
<laughs> no, I, I walk, like... I read, I go to the beach. Walk. <laughs> I walk and ponder. That's my hobby. Yeah. I'm a ponderer. Like, what do normally people do that, like, after they put up their aprons after a nine to five, like, they join bowling leagues or something? Hey, if you're if you're a normie and you're doing a bowling league, what are your hobbies? How do you touch grass? How do you touch grass? Honestly, they're probably living like healthier lives and have healthier mindsets than the rest of us that are just like glued online, you know, yeah. just looking for the next thing. <laughs> like we don't even feel anything more unless like in July, the biggest news of July was multi-chain going bust. Over a hundred million dollars being lost out of a bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was with the Cheetah guys and that happened and I'm just like, oh. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, July was, a, we also were at a ETCC. I, uh, you know what my, the, my favorite part about this year? I just like made up a name for like my physician, like in the FRAX ecosystem. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm a core advocate. I'm a core advocate for FRAX and I'm going to go do these speeches for FRAX. And so I did the, the my version of stablecoin maximalism. And I realized that the Eat Denver speech, um, I basically wrote like an essay and it was probably like way too wordy and detailed. I, I'm really proud of the speech, but like it was more like an article than a speech. For Stablecoin Maximalism speech, I kind of just did like bullet points and like did it off the did it off the dome. And then I, I spoke at this hacker house, Jesse's Hacker House, and I really did it off the dome. I had like nothing prepared. <laughs> and, so, you know, and I'm just going back and forth and uh, on that. So, um that was good, and then we had a uh, we had a happy hour. We do a lot of happy hours with the Bear Chain Boys. Shout out uh, Smokey. Mm-hmm. Shout out, big shout out Spencer, uh, for helping organize like all those mm-hmm. happy hours and stuff. Um, and then we threw we had Dave bringing people together. That's right, uh, Dave. Yep, I was like that was sick. Um, that was like that was the highlight of the year. And then it was just like all, <laughs> it's all that. I'm just kidding. Um, what else? Um, we had a few meetups. Remember, Sam? We had that meetup in New York in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh, the fun. one, the one where you did the. Um, uh, what was the one that you did before I came up to New York? Where you where you got that whole floor? Uh, was that in New York or was that in SF? No, no. Are you talking about? The are you talking about Stable Saloon? Oh, stable that was Stable Saloon. Yeah, Stable Saloon. That was, yeah, that was in twenty twenty two. Oh, I was in 2022. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. We had that nice meetup. Um, in the park. Yeah. Where I the- gave away the, the, the bucket hats. <laughs> yeah. Can we just comment on like how nice Drake dresses? Like Drake has the most, yeah. Drake has the most swag. He does. And it doesn't show because his profile picture, he's like all scraggly and like he hasn't yeah. brushed his hair or anything, but then you like meet him in real life and he's like impeccably he's dressed. Just, he's just like, a Chad. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know he he's he's got the best fashion sense out of everyone in the Fax, Fax community. Oh, I think Sam dresses pretty well too. Sam does dress well, yeah, uh, uh, but more in like LA style, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Drake Drake is like the prototypical like Manhattanite, you know, with his like when he came. Elite. Yeah, when he came to that meetup, he was wearing uh, it was summer, but no, no, it wasn't cold yet. Uh, I think he had this, like some, or no, when he came to East Denver, he had this like beautiful camel coat and like a very nice, like leather briefcase. This, and... this isn't Fraxon review. It's fashion. Welcome review. to the sim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the sim cast. Uh, Sam on the other hand had this like at East uh, Denver had this like crazy, like shiny neon blue bomber vest 
or bomber oh, it's jacket. his profile picture oh yeah mm-hmm. uh that thing was pretty cool um so east coast west coast which one's best <laughs> yeah. yeah i just, i also want to say how perfect the weather was in new york this summer and fall like the weather was impeccable as someone from the northeast just like walking like there being like the perfect amount of humidity the perfect temperature like no it was like the weather like so in new york the summer in the summer and in the fall especially was like perfect yeah it was great this year um, yeah okay speaking of perfect weather in august uh august we got the frax v3 proposal came to light posted about finres said we were going to get stick frax seeth fxbs and the creation of an all-weather stable coin uh, we also had FraxGov launched, like initially. Mm-hmm. I believe the it's ongoing. Did we did we talk about FraxGov yesterday in the in the space? No. I, I I don't think it's fully implemented. It's not fully implemented yet. There's parts. No, they're they're rolling it out. Yeah, but I'm get my my guess is that it needs to go fully live before they launch FraxChain. But I it's just mm-hmm. I'm just making up stuff there. But it's just my my kind of feeling about the FraxGov thing. If not then if not FraxChain, then it'll be fully live by Frax v two because Frax v two has to have yeah FraxGov to work. Um, uh, unfortunately, we also had the Vi- the Viper exploit for Curve, uh, mm-hmm. which really rattled a lot of people about like here's a like a year eighteen month old dependency that someone was able to to use to steal. Uh, that was terrifying. That was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> because there's nothing you could do. You had nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine if that happened in Solidity, then it'd be so over. Uh, yeah, it is scary, yeah. right? Like, I, like Viper Viper's one of those things, like, uh, Curve has a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a grant gauge to where you can contribute to mm-hmm. the Viper devs. I don't think there's that many of them. I don't think there's that many people like were actually working on Viper, but it's this one dependency was a linchpin for like what, 30, 40 million dollars. Yeah. And from talking to curve cap, um, basically it was like a transition period of the Viper team uh, of like the devs and responsibility. And it was something that just like that happened during the transition period that wasn't caught. And you know, that was, that was the right for hack. I call it the, I call it the Kundalini hack because it just like went up went up the stack it went from like you know the this like this the language level like you know and then went up to the application level and then it went up into the lending protocols and then it went up into the price like it was all this stuff was happening like all up into all these different levels of the stack uh of curve and but like they made it out they made it out and fraxlin shined fraxlin was the mvp drake the mvp not just best stressed i remember why i was so stressed about the that that hack is because when it initially happened and they're saying like it's for it's for uh it's affecting like eth pairs eth pairs and i was like oh my god like the the frax eth eth pair is gonna get wrecked we're gonna lose i would have been so sad yeah so sad i was like you know we're we've just launched this thing and it's gotten significant liquidity now we're gonna have to deal with like a, a a full you know curve hack that's gonna set us back and thankfully thankfully they paired it against uh uh, so the, the issue was against like raw ETH, I believe. Uh, but they had, but the Frax ETH WETH was paired against WETH. And so it didn't have those issues. Um, so sigh relief there. Mm-hmm. Amen. 
Uh, we also had the largest Fraxlin liquidation on August 17th. Mm, that's right. So FXS price collapsed by more than 20% in an hour. Uh, there's yeah. massive liquidations across all of crypto. Uh, there was over a billion dollars of liquidations that day. Uh, and a couple of whales in the Frax shares. Yeah, that was... Wait, do you guys remember we were doing that we this week in Frax and we were like looking at it and like, oh, there goes another one. There goes another oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> yeah. So the big Anon, big whale Anon got liquidated for more than 100,000 Frax shares. Still the largest liquidation on the protocol. Um, yeah. I was, like speaking of uh, like the Viper, I, geez, I, I think that might've been like the one of my favorite articles i wrote this year was like the the viper article i like your articles a lot dave i think they they always do i really I, well. I wrote more this year than i did like i have this is the most i've wrote in in years i think i think i'm like i'm looking at the the site now i one two three four five six seven eight oh i oh i did the vaporwave memes and cherry blossom thing memes yeah great article as well too yeah wow uh, i think like i think the zuzu the zuzulu article is one of the more popular ones Zuzu was really popular because I was like the first one to come out about Zuzulu. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then, I liked what I wrote with the um, the with Omid that episode, the rearchitecting trust, because I read that book in like two days, <laughs> three days, and he was just so happy that somebody read the book. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, a lot of people read it, but like I came prepared for that interview. I'm like, boom. Yeah. Uh, but we can talk about like the episodes later. Um, but yeah, the Viper hack because it was just like I believe that Mitch tweeted something. He was like where it was just kind of like a little cocky or a little bit like, Oh, like, you know, like something about, it was like a little oh, yeah. prideful. Oh yeah. It was what like, do you tweet? like it, this would never happen on curve or something. I, oh, wait, wait. no, no. I it was, that, um, yeah. the forgotten. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about though. He was, he was a little bit cocky and it came to bite him in the ass later. Oh, it said, uh, he tweeted, uh, so shocked that I haven't yet, had been ever affected by DeFi hacks. And then it was like a smiling, like <laughs> tear face. Yeah. I think on a long enough time scale, everything gets hacked. I, I don't say that. I, I mean, like on, on an infinite time scale, everything goes to zero and everything gets hacked. Right. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, if, if it, if it ends with the, the heat death of the universe, you know, I don't know if Bitcoin can, can continue through that or maybe we'll just start like creating our own dyson spheres and and live for all eternity <laughs> i don't know yeah but but okay so we got august and september september that's when we went to singapore yeah uh so also when we applied for the arbitrum stip grant uh prisma finance launched and we also added cryptovester onto the roster Crypto Investor was a great that, that was a great ad. I think we'll, oh we'll get to the interviews later, but um been really enjoying his Alpha's articles. Like I actually remember like first talking to Crypto Investor mm-hmm. back like when we started Flywheel, but he wasn't Crypto Investor yet. He was just like random anon. But then he just started asking like the it was hard not to notice all the questions that he was asking. I'm like Damn, this dude is like the true alpha sniffer. He knows what to ask. He like knows all like the right buttons and like get, get the alpha out of Sam. Because like Sam, if like you he'll if you ask Sam, he will answer. Um, and he'll like you'll get something. Out. You just gotta find the right questions. It's not like, you know, it's, it's not like oh we're hiding this. It's like they just like release. They've just released information at like very unplanned times. And so Crypto Investor just like knows. 
yeah, he's great. And I, I'm, we're super just very grateful to have crypto Vestor on, on the team. Um, yeah. And then, um, what did you think of Singapore? Dude, I thought it was so vibrant and it was so diverse in the sense of like the type of people that were there. Like it was actually a, a pretty good blend of, you know, uh, uh, gaming and obviously DeFi, but also more importantly, like TradFi, like mm -hmm. the TradFi lots of trad presence, fi. like lots and lots of, of, of TradFi presence. And I didn't, sometimes I know we're in a bubble. But it's nice to be reminded that we are in a bubble, like amongst ourselves, uh, not, not not in the financial sense, but just like what we know, what we think we know and our customs and our norms. And sometimes like I, w I had a question from a TradFi individual and he was like, you know, wh why do coins need on-chain liquidity? You know, as if it was just, uh, I, that, I've never, you know, that question never really hit me, <laughs> you know, that, that yeah. way. I, so yeah. I don't think sometimes like if when you're really in something, when you're really in, in, when you're in the fish tank, it's hard to like see outside of it. And so when you talk to people in TradFi and talk to people outside the industry, like they're barely scratching the surface of like where we're at now. You know what I mean? And like, that doesn't really, you don't really notice that until you like talk to TradFi people like that. Mm -hmm. um, I really liked the one event we went to kit uh, at the beginning. Who was it with? It was with our. It was with the ZUSD boys. Our, our DRW friends at GM, Cumberland. Yeah, Cumberland or the Cumberland boys. Um, I really yeah. liked that event because it it showed like the institutional interest in stablecoins, and yeah. like I, I yeah. Um, and then I liked. I really liked our happy hour. We had really good food, and we had a really good, uh, yeah. just great people coming through. Yeah. Um, that was a great venue, too. Like looking at the Marina yeah. Bay Sands. Um, the conference itself, uh, I will never forget Arthur Hayes' speech, pumping the fuck out of Filecoin. That was the whole speech. <laughs> the whole speech. He was just like, all right, like, you know, AI is going to be a thing. Like, they're going to need compute. They're going to need storage. They're not going to go to AWS. They're going to go to decentralized options. Uh, Filecoin is their best bet. Buy my bags. Peace. Come to my party. Peace. <laughs> that was the speech. That was the speech. And you saw Filecoin go from like $1.50 to $2.00. And like, I think there's like really something, especially with like this whole D-pin narrative or D-comp mm -hmm. narrative or coming yeah, like an AI and what, what, whatever, you know, whatever else is out there, like, you know, Filecoin, I would not be in, especially with like the deep liquidity of Filecoin, I would not be surprised if Filecoin makes a run in uh, 2024, um, not financial mm -hmm. advice. Yeah. Yeah. The D-pin stuff I think could be the big, uh, like pump and dump of this cycle. <clears throat> where no no i think the pump and dump of the cycle is d psi d psi yeah what's the biggest d psi decentralized science i think there's more merit i feel i mean i think it's because with decentralized physical infrastructure like you can't like you can't like fake that it's you can't like really grip that like because it's like physical infrastructure so if it's like shitty like you'll know right away meanwhile with like d psi you have these like peer-reviewed papers and like this yeah. and that it could be like someone like selling you like snake oil or, or something like granted remember last year like my prediction was like DSI ponzi's would take off and like that actually started happening towards the end of the year like this interest in DSI. um i still think like that's gonna happen like still like think like that's gonna happen but it's just like you gotta think of DSI like biotech stocks it's like I can, what's the like biggest the uh, what's the biggest DSI stock i mean there's vitadow Vita Dow was at Zuzulu. Longevity and stuff. Were you impressed with them? 
Um, I really enjoy talking to the longevity people because there's such a diverse range. Like it's like it's that one monolithic unit. There's like some people that are more into biohacking. There are other people that are more into uh like doing more natural things there's like and there's like it's not like one uniform unit and there's kind of like rivalries between the two there's like other people that are like interested in like you know doing medical like being in like a sovereign jurisdiction in order to have liberty over like what they choose to do with their body so it's like being in the same way like what the sec is to crypto the fda is to longevity and so it's like really interesting seeing that compare it's like really yeah yeah Hmm. So it's interesting seeing that comparison. Well, Vitadal is at all-time highs or near all-time highs right now. So I, I called it and fucking called it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the AI maybe decide depend stuff is is definitely going to be the the pump and dump of this cycle. It, like I'm sure there's going to be some winners. There's going to be some real big winners this cycle. But uh, yeah. I, I I have no idea how AI actually interfaces with with crypto. Um, I think it's quite natural. I don't think actually. So. I, I I don't I don't know. I, I'm I could be wrong here, and maybe I am, but uh, knowing I, I listened to a podcast right uh, with the Bloomberg guys talking with uh, Core Scientific, so they rebranded themselves from being like a Bitcoin mining center to being a uh, like AI mining center and just to hear them talk just about the complexity of the amount of infrastructure that they had to build and it's totally different uh consume like uh products that you're that you're building for like the infrastructure for ai has to have like 99.999 percent uptime where even if you're down for like a few minutes it 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 significantly sets you back versus like other data centers that are up like more than you and uh, there's like different power requirements, different cooling and, and uh, everything really. Like even the chipsets as well too, like getting access to those H100 chipsets that are needed. Um, it's unbelievable. So I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe something like Render or, or Tau can, can really like make an impact this cycle. Um, but uh, it, there's definitely like a level of- Golem. Golem. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know I'm old. Golem. Oh my god, I haven't heard that in forever. They have so much <laughs> ETH. They have so much goddamn ETH. I think they rebranded, didn't they? No, it still exists as Golem. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, deep. Yeah. Anyway, Singapore. What okay. else happened in September? That's all I have. I have th those three things. I think. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, after the like massive news events and hacks and everything, it was pretty quiet. Yeah, uh, Prisma, Prisma, you know, Prisma. Um, okay, October Frax V3 rollout just uh, two months ago. S Frax, successful S Frax launched. Stable Scare, Stable Scare creates S Frax S Frax dashboard. Uh, FPI gets S Frax and FXBs to be launched. I think we had some of our best interviews in in October. Honestly, you think so? Uh, like, do we have like F, F of X? We'll get to that. We'll get to oh, that. Sorry, we'll get to that. that. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll go back and talk about some of the interviews at the end. Um, so uh, Avi added F, FXS. No more rage quits as well, too. Became the meta. Uh, no and... more rage quits. Yeah. Gotta suck it up. Yeah, gotta suck it up. Just wait it out. And uh, FXBs were deployed on the testnet. Mm. Uh, Any day now. 
I and... fully expect Christmas Day. Like, without <laughs> a doubt. We should make like a prediction market. Like, will FXBs roll out on Christmas Day? I think it'll be New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So October was good. November we had the uh, the registrar incident. Uh, also, uh, Prisma uh, added pretty much launched in in November. Uh, you know what? I think FFX actually launched back in October as well too. So, um, congrats to the, both those guys for getting into the convex ecosystem. Uh, Prisma launched Pitch FXS, switched to the TBTs. Uh, Ave put StakeFrax ETH back on their list, and then uh, Axelar was chosen by Frax to handle their smaller chains. Um, so we're getting much more recent. So we're only like maybe three, four weeks away from this. So I'm sure it's in everybody's mm -hmm. mind still. Um, and uh, you know, prices started going up again. Market felt good in November, and then here we are in, in December. And it's just been great. Um, I thought the big news for this month that we'll see for next year is that uh, Frax invested in the Curvants. Uh, oh. Which I had not heard of Curvants until I saw that announcement. Um, but you saw the list of investors that they had. It was pretty what, much every, for, everybody. For the viewers at home that aren't familiar, what is Curvants? Okay, I'm going to explain this because like I... I I talked to the Curvance guys. I don't, I kind of got it, but I'm just going to read what I wrote. Uh, so it's an omni-chain yield optimized money market that aims to simplify the cross-chain DeFi experience. Um, they've been working on this product for almost two years, right? Mm -hmm. They raised 3.6 million from Curve, Convex, Pendle, Frax, and like a whole host of other people that'll be using uh, Curvance. So they're trying to provide a cohesive Web2-esque UI UX for DeFi users consolidating steps, simplifying complex processes, and uh, using some like intent-based routing system to execute transactions and optimize yields. Uh, and they're going to have a CVE token, which I don't know if it's going to be a part of Convex, but maybe we'll see. Uh, but they're going to, everybody, they're going to integrate everybody. Essentially, it's going to be like a one-stop hub for everything DeFi. Sounds, sounds like they're doing a lot. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's a sleeper for next year. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, and then, you know, all the other stuff that happened in December, Fraction Chain Testnet went live, Arbitrum Stip started, ETH Redemptions go live, and, and then here we are today. on. Uh, oh, yeah, it was the ETH Redemptions. That was the thing that dropped like a few minutes after we ended our Thursday broadcast. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, they just said it like, here it goes. Yeah. Like, the Travis like, here. Literally <laughs> posted a picture of chicken, bok bok, and bounced. And you know what? I should have added that. I should have started each month with one of Travis's chickens, now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good year. I mean, I think the one commonality about the year was like fractures kept on shipping. Yeah. Everything they said that they shipped, they shipped. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So um, glad to see it. First year was first six months of the year was absolutely crazy. And then we've kind of rounded out into uh, up only territory now. Uh, if we don't, if I might say, um, so let's, let's talk about episodes, right? Do you guys have anything off the cuff about top episodes? Uh, Cause I've got a few notes actually. Um, I really, it's just like, 
It's just off the cuff. I really liked the Kane interview uh, when he was talking about DJ and Spartan. That was like a real moment. Like, bro, like, why'd you leave? And then DJ and Spartan was like, I guess I have survivorship bias. And he like, you know, gave us gave us the cosign on Twitter. Um, that was a really good interview, getting like Kane on. And they reached out to us like, hey, we want to come on your podcast. I'm like, oh, fuck you. let's go. Um, I think, uh, like I said, I think October was like our, one of our biggest months for podcasts. We had, what was it? Did we have on, uh, we had on F of X. Whenever we had like F of X, Winter Soldier, um, Stacey Murr, and Crypto Vester. Like all those things, those are just, I feel like that was like the turning point with the energy of the market. Cause before that it was like a lull. And after that it was just like, boom. Uh, yeah. I think we, I think like shout out to us for like being like the one-stop shop for alpha, like the people that we had on that are like blowing up right now, like Somalier, you know, doing super well right now. Panoptic doing super well right now. Uh, F of X doing super well right now. Like, you know, we really, <laughs> we really know how to pick them. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, having on Eigenlayer at the beginning of the year, um, you know, I think we, you know, that was, that was you... my, that was my favorite actually, or like one of Eigenlayer was your favorite. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I actually, I had three, uh, favorite episodes from this year. Uh, Eigenlayer was one of them and they're all kind of, and they all, all the three episodes that I chose directly affects Fraxis product schedule sometime next year. So, uh, the Eigenlayer interview was one of my favorites. Uh, I thought that Saram is like totally down to earth and. Mm-hmm. just incredibly smart and uh there's there's you know eigenlayer broke a billion dollars in tvl this week and yeah it definitely shows from that interview when we talked to them um my second pick was infinity pools i think like it's it's probably the oh. most technical episode that we did of the year um but uh you know it, it it's gonna have huge ramifications for bam and mm-hmm. uh and then also our interview with sam k on fraxy v2 so those are my three three favorite for this year damn sam totally front ran me uh i was gonna say (laughs) infinity pool as well and also eigenlayer um but then my third one is different i really like the drill sarah one the the scariest man on chain yeah that was Uh, a great one fdr that i I like that one a lot um that was fun yeah i think my favorites my top three um i gotta say the omid one um, that was a real word sale interview. Uh, I think it's cause I read, I enjoyed reading the book yeah. and then like being able to like go into the, I love being like reading something and then like getting to ask the author, like directly. The right, questions. Exactly. So like, I would say him, um, the second one, um, I, I really, I like the ones where we like break down threads. So like, I would say like, it's a tie between winter soldier and Stacy Merck cause one was for beginners with Stacy and the other was with winter soldier and like like breaking like down like how other people see fracks like you know not, not just like how we see it but like you know other people's like point of view and, and framework um and then the third one um i really enjoyed talking to ll defi i know that was a new one and it's first in the head <laughs> but like i think that was just like a really yeah. fun conversation yeah. i felt like you know we all came in, in like 2017 so I, like no i understand it was cool like hearing his journey like through the last bear market and like how and like just meeting and meeting yeah. him in person and whatnot and then like seeing him again and like him coming on and i love what he's doing with who ain't on and everything that he's cooking up so i would say like those are my top three but it's hard to say yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Really it's, it's actually why why do we have to pick a top three? I I, I think Sam just pigeonholed us into <laughs> yeah. that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna break the mode. I'm gonna break the mode. I still I I love the low DeFi one. So this is the so the one I mentioned earlier was more of like what I usually like, you know, the hard shaped rotator pods, but the word cell ones like low DeFi, uh Ansem. Um, Ansem. Oh, how could we yeah. forget Ansem? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm I'm looking at my, my list here as well too. And then um with with Wen Moon um bobby on like yeah. I, I, early days um are you talking about so all I, of them yeah no just those those are i know that's not all of them but i feel like those three that i just rattled off for like the vibes was like my favorite um yeah. I, I thought we had a great chat there i actually i'm gonna say um i i think the my one of my favorite ones it wasn't like a pot interview like with with that like the standard interview it was like when i interviewed sam Lott at eat oh. denver in the podcast oh, booth because it was just like that moment it was like the moment in time and everything mm-hmm. like you know the the speech was packed it was like filled to the rafters like it was like it was way too like the stage was way too small for the amount of people there and like everybody was like waiting to like hear what he had like sam had to say and then like the crowd that was like around him for an hour after that asking him questions and i'm like sam like we gotta go we gotta do this podcast <laughs> interview and yeah. then we were able to do it was like really a moment um you know especially like how far like yeah. we've come like since like well all the time ago back back in the, in the ep days um and then uh you know interviewing him there like basically breaking down his speech and like that's stable and like that's and i think that stablecoin max stablecoin maximalism speech set the tone for the rest of the year like it really like everything was in that framework of like oh like how is everything is a stable coin like how is this a stable coin it really was like the framework of how i viewed like everything else for the rest of the year um ended up making a few speeches of it myself so i gotta say like eat denver was a big moment for me yeah and so looking at yeah and defied so looking at the top three most watched episodes from this year uh number one was actually Everything you need to know about Fraxeth with uh, Cordev Jack Cordry. Uh, uh, this is all time, though. No, for the past year. Oh, for the past uh, year. Oh, wait, was that past year or just am I talking? Am I looking at all time? Maybe You're looking at all time. time. Oh, I was looking at all time. That was last year. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I got you guys wrong. Then um, number two, am I, is this wrong? Oh, yeah. So the number one most watched episode for this year would have been the Ultra Bull case for Curve, Curve Cap. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Actually, yeah. our first our, that was our first epi- that was our first podcast yeah. for 2023. Oh, really? The first is the first. Nice. Yes, exactly. Uh, number two after that was Ansem, with uh, what do we call it? How to catch the next bull market with Ansem. Yeah, talking talking about catching the next bull market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Like literally leading the Soylana manlets. How did he? How did he even get that title? Because he, uh, I mean, I think he's the Kobe of the cycle. Like, yeah. you know, like they, I mean, they had this. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause like, if you think they had that podcast, it was like Kobe, Meltem, Anson, right, right. and the Avi, unnamed, the, the unnamed, unnamed podcast. podcast. And that was like him passing the torch to, <laughs> <laughs> to Ansem. And like, I mean, Ansem just like goes out he uses all like everything that he trades and like all this is like the, if you read his writings, like they're very detailed. And I remember like his 20, I was reading his 2022 thesis and it was basically like too early because like everything like dipped and it was the bear market. But like a lot of things that he said in that thesis, like ended up being right. 
Yeah. And, and, and quick shout out to Ansem too. Yesterday he tweeted about my other um, Telegram gaming news channel and instantly like unprompted. So, you know, just shout out to Ansem for showing some love. Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, we got, yeah. I think next year we, sh- we had Ryan as a repeat guest, but I think we should have more. Oh, I forgot Ryan too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just with Ryan recently and he was telling me how he like, he sends that episode, the recent, the last one he did with us to, to his clients. Cause they answer so many questions about like entity formation. It's like, if you're a crypto yeah. founder, like, oh, you, why don't, don't pay like thousands of dollars for lawyers. Just watch flywheel for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, uh, um, FX protocol also used like one of our clips as like the explainer videos on how this stuff works. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Who Um, should we have back on? Like who is, who's should be a repeat guest. I I, I think the one that you and I picked Sam Eigenlayer and infinity pool are like the top two that comes to mind. Cause like infinity pool is going to come out soon. Like it's, it's yeah. Plus, I, I can think. just hit that Billy, right? You said. I think That's we should it. have Ansem back on. Ansem. Oh, and obviously Ansem too. On. Obviously Ansem too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Guart as well too. Guart is the meta for this cycle, honestly. We were so early to Guart. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. I, I mean, I saw him. He was fucking. I was like, this guy is like genuinely very funny and does very good <laughs> criticisms. And like, once you realize he's like more of a BTC uh, person, it's like everything he says makes sense. <laughs> Um, oh, and then Chainlink God sometime next year once we right, uh, Chainlink God once yeah we, we had a lot of great episodes yeah Chainlink God was great um, all right do you guys have any predictions for 2024 I I feel like predictions are always so forced it's like oh you're yeah, in predictions me too it's like what do I predict for next year um, well, we we predicted we did predictions last year yeah I know, we did I know. Do. it's also oh, I, do I, you have I, any- I'll kick it off. Yeah, go mine ahead. is short. Mine's mine is super short. I I think Frax is going to shift to actually trying to do more BD and ecosystem stuff. Like way, way more hands-on because now that we have a Frax chain, we gotta populate said chain. And I I, th- I think it's gonna switch from a lot of core product announcements to more of Hey, look at this other project coming on building and this other project coming on and building this other project coming on and building. So switching product announcements with more like um, partnerships slash launch announcements. So changing from product innovation to partnership innovation. I th- that's a good prediction because, you know, Frax builds everything. They really like the, a lot of what they built, what they needed built, they built in 2022, 2023 in 2024, they'll still be shipping. But as you said, as Sam said, uh, it's like it sounds like they're gonna have an announcement every other month, and I'm sure a lot of those announcements are gonna be big BD announcements. Uh, so yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening. And like when you when you have an ecosystem, like you got got to do some BD, and there's no better way to do BD than with your founder out there in the front lines, and with Flywheel, as and with the Flywheel, okay, as a wingman, like, guys. And- you're, I, I'm just gonna stop you here because your takes aren't hot enough. Uh, <laughs> I I am going to say that within the first six months. Yeah, so June, right? Okay. By the end of Q2, or six months from whatever the Frax Chain launch date, there's a billion dollars of TVL in Frax Chain. 
that's not hot at all. We already have two billion okay, by okay, ourselves. Okay. <laughs> no, but like of 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 like of of like I understand we can just port everything over there, but like on chain TVL in Frax in Frax chain is going to be over a billion. Yeah, I, I got a hot one. Okay. I got a hot let's, one. Let's hear it. Stablecoins will reach a trillion dollars in market cap collectively next year. Yeah. Oh wow. That's, Dude, that's crazy. That's like a hundred x. I mean, I'm sorry. That's like a ten x from like the highs, right? Because the high was like 160 billion or something like that. I can see 10xing. So I'm I'm checking stablecoins WTF right now, and uh, what's the total market cap? It's a whole lot of treasuries. It's a whole. It's one happy banker somewhere. <laughs> uh, there looks to be about like 130 or 140 billion dollars worth, or sorry, 127 billion dollars worth of stablecoins. So I think it's entirely possible. I think we're gonna see a hundred like a. A trillion dollars in stable coins. So you really think it's 10x, huh? Yeah. Wait, wait, what do you got, Kit? In circuit, yeah. Oh, for, for that number? Oh, man. I... Okay, so I'm just going to do over or under a trillion. I think next year it will be under a trillion. But the year after... I think it's one of those things when everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Like, let me let me yeah. correct my a trillion dollars, t, uh, not TVL, but like in total, total market Bank cap. Yeah, total market cap. Yeah. So, so. it's like 127 billion now, and so 10x in the that would be incredible. Um, yeah, I think that, I think I think you can definitely see that. Um, I got another one. Uh, 2024 is the year that we flip Rocket Pool. Yes. Oh yes. God, that's it. that's not that hot. <laughs> is, it's is like, it? We all expect that. I mean, I th I thought we <laughs> were going to flip it this year, but you know, they've they've kind of kept their. I, I got one. I got a hot take. Wait, no, no, no. Before Actually, you no. go, can I just compliment Sam's take? I, and I hundred percent agree with that because right now, year to date, we're earning fifty percent more than Rocket Pool does. So in a year's time, we would have double the number of. <laughs> Of yield for everybody, so then there's there's no other way for you to deny. But yes, yeah. go, go, go ahead, Dave. Actually, no, I don't know if this is going to happen next year. I don't want to say this is like a. Hot, it's, can I can I can this be for like the next two years? Because I don't want to think. I don't okay. think it's going to happen next sure. year. I think there'll be like a black swan around around restaking. I think when you just like rehypothecate, I was just about to say this. Like there's yeah. there's some critical bug in eigenlayer, and it it. it, it it doesn't have to be eigen. It could be like something else. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah, just like you rehypothecate. It's like, jeez, it's. I know it's an interesting thing. It's like Ethereum's at this point where like the most exciting thing is you know the thing that's like really pushing forward is like eigen layer, which is like kind of the equivalent. It's like the treasuries. It's like looping up on treasuries, but on ETH. Well, the most exciting thing on like Solana is like meme coins and airdrops and all this like stuff happening that really attracts retail. Well, this is like more attracting like your standard, like this would be the stuff that attract like the suits and like, or like the old guard of Ethereum, but it's not really bringing in retail. Like retail's not really excited about like eigenlayer. Yeah. And if it's not, if there's not a critical bug in the eigenlayer code, then there's going to be something that happens with the blast multi-sig that it gets bricked. Got a blast. Or it gets hacked or something. Oh God. The memes are going to be so savage. Right. <laughs> yeah. I the, the over under on Blast just launching super successfully with no hiccups and not breaking anything and I I don't know I, I there has to be some 
excess risk there that we that we're not taking into account. It's such a crowded trade. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see what else we got. <clears throat> oh, actually, here's the thing. Uh, uh, Bam TVL breaks two hundred fifty million uh, by the end of the year. Or maybe that's a little bit low. Dumb. Maybe a, bill a billion is probably better. Billion, yeah. Let's let's, let's get it up, get it up to a B. Uh, uh, um, anything else? I think uh, two fifty is more realistic. Um, but I was just thinking of trends of like modularity versus monolithic. Uh, so and we talked about restaking, right? The other infrastructure like innovation about this year was like modularity, modularity, right? I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Let's see if this modular world comes about and does it really deliver on the promise of you know infinite scalability cheaper everything yeah. everywhere right let's, okay let's, I, let's, I, see, let's see if that really happens yeah i, I have another prediction guys <laughs> um we will see a stablecoin bill go to the floor go to the floor it doesn't necessarily have to get passed but it will like make it past committee and like be voted on in the house and senate mm -hmm. You know what? Uh, I have a really good guest so, uh, that can come on and talk about this. We'll have him on in January sometime. You'll, you'll really enjoy him. He's the uh, COO for the um, Digital Chamber of Commerce. And mm -hmm. uh, I think he might be able to, to walk us through this a bit more because uh, we oh, talked yeah. about it. And like, it, it's just like nothing's making it through anything right now. Everybody just hates yeah. crypto or they like it. And it's, there's way too much of a divide right now. And it's interesting to hear him talk. He said, like, pre-FTX, like, crypto was a very non-political subject. Like, there was people that probably didn't like it yeah. because they were boomers. But it, it didn't divide the aisle like it does now. Yeah. I, um, I'm in the camp. I don't think we'll ever see a USC BDC. I don't, think, I don't think we'll ever see that. I agree. I don't think it makes any sense. Like, it's much better model for like the US government to have stable coins and have this unlimited black hole of US debt that's being, that you've just replaced China with like all these stable coin issuers. And like you have them by the balls anyway, as we see with Tether um, having like the secret service and FBI on it. Like, you know, you get like the same level of surveillance. I'm speaking like objectively. I'm like, I'm like one for privacy and stuff, but like I'm seeing like if I'm like the U.S. government, I like want stable coins to be a thing because I have a limited buyer of my debt and I can surveil like way better than before. I have one um, spicy prediction. I think after the ETF launches, maybe a month after or whatnot, that marks the top for the year. Oh, I think that's a really good Bro. position. No. Yeah, I think it's a really a good month or two prediction. After, like. Boom, uh, that just marks the top of the year. And then the rest of the year, we just focus on making great content. <laughs> no, no, that was this, that was, that was. No, I think that's a really good prediction because the, it's like the, the Cointelegraph intern saw it like that, like was like that when he tweeted like ETF approved and like, it just like started like this, like run up that we see now. Like, I think you're going to, and I'll, I think one of my favorite this week's in Frax was when you're talking about the gold ETF, how like when it was approved, you saw this spike, but then you crab because after it gets approved, it does. It's not like you can like click and all the boom, all like the pension plans and endowments and like right. all the sales like, take a long time. Yeah, sales exactly. take a long time, and so then, eventually, like 
but then throughout the year you're gonna see it like all the everybody get in and then i think like towards the end of the year you're gonna see like another run up but i don't know how this cycle will compare to like the past two cycles because last cycle was a double top um yeah. that was like dogecoin run up and then like ohm run up yeah, and then, actually, I, I got a question to ask you, you, Dave. Is like, do you think, or and Sam, do you think we're going to have a higher high in this cycle? Everyone says this. Every cycle is bigger than the last. Thoughts? I think this cycle would be big, like way bigger than last cycle. I think last cycle we were suppressed, but my theory is like we were suppressed by like Alameda just like selling uh, ETH and BTC in favor of their shitcoin bags and to donate to politicians and to throw concerts. Like, I think they were just trolling us when they had, like, BTC at 69K. Uh, and, like, I don't think ETH even reached, like, 4,000 or 5,000 or something. Um, 4,500. was. Crazy. They reached 4,500. Like, I thought I thought both were going to go way higher this cycle. And so I think when you don't have, like, an actor, a malicious actor, like, at, like Alameda, SPF, the here, there, and you have, like, ETF coming in, like, ETF with, like, that many, like, that much money, going into Bitcoin and then maybe you have like the, the trend that El Salvador started of like, you know, Bitcoin being legal tender, like central banks adding it on their balance sheet. You're probably going to have more small countries do that. I think like Bitcoin can just like really, 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 really rip and rip faces off. Um, um, like way more than people expect. Maybe I'm just being like bullish, but um, I think it can like, right. it definitely can. I think it could like, I think it can go like, I don't know where in the six figs, but it's like it will go in the six figs. And then and, ETH, and, and, do you, yeah. and do you think this big cycle happens like after the ETF or like a year after or not, not a year, but you know, a period after the, the ETF launch? Or do you think it's kind of like one one big piece? No, I think no, no, no. It doesn't happen in one big piece. It probably happens like you'll probably see like the main ripping happen in like 2025. Um, when like all the Agreed. inflows into the ETF happens and then like, Agreed. you know, ETH figures it's more, it's shit out. And like, it has like <laughs> a few, it will crown like a few L2s. So it's like, okay, like let's like, you know, these are like the L2s that we're going to like. The heir apparent. The heir apparent Ethereum uh, fraction. <laughs> okay. I got it. I got one and Kit, you'll probably like this. Um, so Ripple and Cardano drop out of the top 10. Just, oh, but but oh. but the replaced something that replaces them has to do with gaming somehow so it's either like parallel or maybe axie comes back i don't know sandbox magic i think it's like, parallel i think prime like Peruvian. goes to yeah i think prime i think prime is the one beam i don't know like one of these one of these ones just goes on a, a rip and hits the top 10 i hope so i mean all of them <laughs> <laughs> Not financial advice. Okay, I mean, I, I like that prediction. I, I think we might be. So, part of me wants to agree with you in that, like, imagination and excitement always front run fundamentals, and because I, I definitely don't see the fundamentals of of the Web three gaming space kind of would match, like being a one a, a top ten coin. But I can imagine people's excitement for that future launching it into a top ten coin. Well, let me ask you a question, right? So. Uh, immutable X is the highest market cap coin mm -hmm. in the gaming sector. And it's got a 2.8 billion or sorry, $2.9 billion market cap uh, for it to break into the top 10. Uh, it would need to 
uh, break 16 billion. So it would need to do like a five X from here, roughly. I don't, I don't see that why, how that, why that couldn't happen. That's a, that's a, that's a fair take. Um, I, I thought you were referring to like individual IP names because IMX is going to get re-rated a couple times as obviously an, an L2 slash like alt L1 with a gaming angle. So it has kind of two re-ratings working for it. But if you were to look at just like pure, pure gaming, I feel it, it might be a bit tougher. But for IMX, uh, just also disclosure, I do hold IMX. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think that is like what you said is actually should be highlighted is when people look at gaming beta, they're probably going to look at uh, AXS and IMX as like just, you know, normies or DeFi folks who just wants to see what's going on with gaming. Those are probably the two betas that they, that they just check to see. So that's why I think money will flow into there like first. It'll be like the quote, like the ETH equivalent of, of gaming. Yeah. I, I think gaming is going to be huge next year. We just, I, we, I saw some news the other day about how uh, MapleStore raised a hundred million dollars internally from yeah. their parent company to yeah. build out web three. Like prime is like the, the thing like <laughs> prime could be it. Right. We, we could be looking up and seeing prime as a hundred billion dollar or not hundred, but like a $10 billion market cap token yeah. i think it would run up yeah the star wars of our generation exactly yeah, yeah. could be could be uh, but yeah yeah i think i think that wraps it up for predictions uh we've been going an hour 20 for this one yeah um, so i think this wraps this. up yeah gotta cut it here <laughs> uh thanks everyone for tuning in uh year in review of frax uh, our favorite moments at flywheel and predictions for next year um and We'll see. We wish everybody a happy and safe new year, and we hope everyone uh, you know, enjoys themselves. Be safe, and we'll see you next year. See ya. Everything said on this episode is not financial or tax advice. This channel is strictly for educational purposes, and it's not an investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell any assets or to make any financial decisions. This video is not tax advice whatsoever. Please talk to your accountant and do your own research.